We're in, the, we're in a series entitled Expansion. God gave me that word, and it just kind of got in my spirit, and, and I got excited about what God wants to do to expand our lives, our, our ministries, our positions, expand who we are. I don't know, I, a few years ago, if you'd have told me that I would watch HGTV, I didn't know what that was, right? But now it's become my favorite station because I love, I love watching things get transformed. Fixer Upper. I love Chip and Joanna Gaines. Good Christian people, God uses them in amazing ways and, and uh, love how they take something that is disgusting and changes it into something amazing. Property Brothers. Good Bones is kind of a new one that came out recently. Brother versus Brother, Flip or Flop. Love it or list it. Those two bug me, but... <laughs> I like seeing what happens. And I know a lot of it is kind of staged, and I, I used to hear all this stuff, you know, uh, back when, when Ty Pennington did his, his show, you know, the whole makeover thing. And, and Christy's sister actually got involved in one of those in uh, the Harrisburg area. Their church was involved. And she said that, that he only showed up to film his little two-minute segment. It looked like he'd been working all week, but he just showed up and did the, can't see that? I did that, right? <laughs> but here's the deal. Expansion always means mess before the miracle transformation. Somebody say mess. Because mess has to happen for miracle transformation to take place. If you've watched any of those shows, you know that, that there has to be some demolition. There has to be some stuff that has to go out. There's a time for tearing down, and yet there's a time for building up, the Scripture says. There's a time for everything. And, and in expansion, there's, there's a time to mess things up so they can be made better. Here's the reality. To make it better, I have to make it worse. And we don't want to hear that. In fact, I love some of the, the, the people's expressions when they, they walk in and their house has been demolished. <laughs> what, are you, what are you doing? But it it has to get worse in order for it to get better. The, the definition of expansion is the action, and Isaiah shared this a couple of weeks ago, the action of becoming larger or more extensive. It's an action. It takes action to become larger or more extensive. Some of the synonyms of expansion are growth. 
increase in size, enlargement, extension, development, spread, multiplication. And God has placed us miraculously in this, this reaping season. And can I just tell you that the enemy doesn't like that? And some of you are experiencing the backlash of a reaping season. Because there's always the enemy who wants to kick up and destroy and, and steal your joy and try to get you distracted from what God is doing and what God wants to do. And it's time to kick the enemy where it hurts. Amen. It's time to take some ground back. This is a reaping season. And the reality is reaping cannot come before preparation. Amen? Reaping can't come before preparation. You got to plow the ground. You got to plant the seed. You got to fertilize. You got to carefully water the seed. You got to have ample sunshine. And you got to take care of things. And, and you got to know this if you're not reaping yet, you need to check to see, make sure preparation has taken place in your life. Because preparation is always a necessity for expansion. I want to look at 1 Chronicles chapter 4 today. And in one of the most unread chapters, in one of the most unread books of the Bible, amidst all the lists and lists of genealogies, there's, there's this guy that just sticks out like a sore thumb. 1 Chronicles 4 verse 1, the descendants of Judah were Perez, Hezron, Carmi, Hur, Shobal, Shobal's son, Reah, was the father of Jahath. Jahath was the father of Ahumai and Lahad, and these were the families of the Zorathites. The descendants of Etam were Jezreel, Ishma, Idbash. These are some great names if you're looking for some names to name your kids. <laughs> I know there's a lot of pregnant women here, and just you might want to grab one of these. Uh, well, this is my favorite. Their sister has a little pony. <laughs> now, we don't know what the pony's name was, but she has a little pony. In fact, I, I'm just thinking that'd be a great woman's name if somebody would pick that one up. Little girl, hey, has a little pony. Uh, Penuel, the father of Gedor, then Ezer, the father of Husha, and these were the descendants of Hur, the firstborn of Ephrathah, the ancestor of Bethlehem. Asher, the father of Tekoa, had two wives named Helen and Nara. Nara gave birth to Ahuzam, Hefer. That... <laughs> Don't name her Hefer, okay? That'd be bad. Temani and Hashur, Tari, and Hela gave birth to Zareth, Izhar, Ethnan, Kaz, who became the ancestor of Anab, and Zobaba, and all the families of Aharas, all the men. There was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. I mean, just, just jumps out at you. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. He was the one who prayed to the God of Israel, Oh, that you would bless me 
and expand my territory. Please be with me in all that I do and keep me from all trouble and pain. And God granted him his request. Caleb, the brother of Shuha, was the father of Mahir. Mahir was the father of Eshton. And, and the genealogy just keeps going on. The list just keeps, it's like he's reading from a, a transcript deal. It was as if the chronicler, the writer, came to Jabez's name and said, oh yeah, something different about this guy. Here's a guy that stands out above the crowd, a guy who, who he just, he's different. I mean, if you read this passage of Scripture, you can't help but notice there's one person who sticks out above the rest. His name is Jabez. And the writer understood this. He'd heard the story. And so he places in the midst of all of these names a little story about one guy who was different from everybody else. And it says in verse 9, there was a man named Jabez who was more honorable than any of his brothers. His mother named him Jabez because his birth had been so painful. The name Jabez actually translates into sorrow, to grieve, sorrowful. How would you like that to be your name? Sorrow, painful. And yet that's what his mother named him. The word honorable here, because the scripture tells us that Jabez was more honorable than any of his brothers. That word honorable in Arabic has a connotation of this, to bear up under anything, to endure adversity. I don't know if you've ever had any adversity in your life. Nobody? I don't see any hands. <laughs> Nobody's willing to admit it. And I think we've all been there, haven't we? And Jabez had the ability to be honorable in spite of the adversity and the pain that he had been through. Listen, it doesn't matter what your beginning looked like, how much you've suffered, we all have how much pain or adversity you've had to endure, how much grief and sorrow you've been burdened down with, you can be honorable and you can receive blessings that will boggle people's minds. And Jabez jumps out of Scripture's pages and says, Hey, look, I know it's bad. I've been there. I've been through it. But I know something else. God is able to do exceeding abundantly above all we ask or think. He's able to pour out blessings if we'll just align ourselves with him. 
Jabez was more honorable. He was able to bear up under anything to endure adversity. Prep work is a necessity for expansion. And Jabez was more honorable than any of his brothers. And honor is the prep work that brings the ability for expansion. I want you to notice something else. Jabez doesn't make this, this reference of being more honorable than his brothers about himself. This is somebody's observation of Jabez. They noticed from afar, here's a guy who sticks out. Here's a guy who has lived a more honorable life than anyone else around him. And so there's something different around, about him. And the writer points it out. Honorable means bringing honor or worthy of honor. Some of the synonyms of honor are honest, moral, ethical, principled, righteous, right-minded. And when I read about Jabez and, and that word honorable, it just it jumps out at me. And something happens inside of me that says I want to be more honorable. I want to live in such a way that, that I'm facing the same direction God is. I'm not walking against him. I'm walking with him. I'm, I'm going in the same direction he is. I'm, I'm seeing the same things he's seeing. I'm doing the same things he's doing. I'm walking with God. Some people, I was thinking about this the other day because, you know, on, on 4th of July time, the cops lo love to come out on Highway 1. And they got that, that guy that sits up on the overpass. You know, some of you have gotten a ticket there, haven't you? And, and here's the deal. A lot, of, a lot of us, we view God and church kind of like a cop with a radar gun. And when we see it, we just act like we're doing the right thing. When we come to church, we act like it's all good, all good, everything's good. See, I'm, I'm good. And then when we leave, we go back to speeding. When he's out of sight, we go back to doing what we always did. It's only, some of us are always checking our rear view mirrors. Is anybody watching? Anybody seeing? Everybody, and we're looking around all the time trying to see. And here's the deal. You can't hide from God. <laughs> you just can't. He sees all. He knows all. He understands. And sometimes we live less honorable. And... And here's a guy who was more honorable than the rest of his family. The Bible speaks a lot about honor. One of the ones that pops into my mind immediately is honor your father and mother. Children, obey your parents and the Lord for this is right. Honor your father and mother that it may go well with you, that you may live long life on the earth. Right? It's a big one. 
In fact, when it's mentioned in the New Testament, it says this is the first commandment with a promise. It's a commandment from God, but it carries a promise that it may go well with you. You may have long life on the earth. The scripture talks a lot about honor. Matthew chapter 15, verse 8. Jesus said, These people honor me with their lips, but their hearts are far from me. And I know you know some people like this, and maybe you've been like this at one point in your life where you, you talk a good talk, but it's not down here in the depths of your being. You, you speak good words, but there's, some, there's a disconnect between the words and how you really are. We all know someone like that. You hear this, and yet, you know, it's not matching up. Honor. Proverbs 15, 33 says, Fear of the Lord teaches wisdom, and humility precedes honor. Proverbs 18, 12, Haughtiness goes before destruction. Humility precedes honor. Proverbs 22.4, the wise man says again, true humility and fear of the Lord lead to riches, honor, and long life. There's, there's kind of a pattern here. Have you noticed it? Humility leads to honor. In fact, James says in the New Testament, the brother of Jesus, chapter 4, verse 6 of his book, he says, and he gives grace generously as the scriptures say, God opposes the proud but gives grace to the humble. So, humble yourselves before God. Resist the devil and he will flee from you. Come close to God, and God will come close to you. Wash your hands, you sinners. Purify your hearts, for your loyalty is divided between God and the world. Let there be tears for what you've done. Let there be sorrow and deep grief. Let there be sadness instead of laughter and gloom instead of joy. Humble yourselves before the Lord. And he will lift you up in honor. There's a humility that is preparation work for honor. There's a, a humbling of ourselves before God saying, God, you're right and I'm not. God, I, I humble myself before you because I realize you are God and you require something of me. And so I bow before you and I have tears for what I've done wrong there's a repentance that flows from my heart there's deep grief and sorrow there's sadness and gloom because I realize I've wronged you 
And so I humble myself. And then God says, that's exactly the position I wanted you in. And he lifts me up in honor. Because you don't humble yourself and stay there. You humble yourself before God. And he takes you and lifts you to a place of honor. And here's where we found Jabez. We have a, a back deck on our house. We started off with a, I think it was 12 by 16 deck, came with the house. Christy said, this is too small. And so we brought somebody in. They cut off part of the deal, made another deck down, another step. And we just thoroughly enjoyed that. And, and then she said, this is too small. <laughs> Maybe I got the word expansion from her because <laughs> it just flowed. This is too small. We need to expand. And so we contacted Bob. you need anything done, call Bob. Are you too busy, Bob? You don't need any more business, do you? <laughs> Bob came and looked at it, and he said, because Christy said, look, I, I want a I concrete pad out here, and I just want a roof, a roof over it, so we can, you know, enjoy the back deck with some shade and and uh, she gave her ideas to Bob, and, and Bob kind of laughed and <laughs> drew out his plan. Her idea was pretty simple. Bob's idea was a little more complex. I like Bob's idea better because it added value. You see, expansion will add value to your life. God wants to expand you, but there's prep work that takes place with that. And sometimes we don't want to do the prep work. And Jabez's prep work for his expansion that will come later in the scripture is he was more honorable. And he didn't say, look at me, I'm more honorable. Everybody around him noticed. He had a different lifestyle. He talked a different talk. He lived a different life. You could count on him. And so part of the prep work in our backyard was to dig some footings for the poles that would be set in to carry the weight of the deck. The, not the deck, but the roof. And uh, Bob so graciously said, look, I'll, I'll get some of the guys in church to help out and we'll cut the costs and, and you buy the materials and we'll donate the labor. It was an incredible blessing. But the first guy that shows up is Billy Grandizio. 
Billy couldn't come on any other day. He said, I only got one day. What do you need me to do? Bob said, you got to dig the footings. <laughs> it was an awful day. I'm telling you, it was awful to have to dig down those. How, how deep were they? Six foot? Something like that? What? Are you kidding me? Okay. It felt like six foot to Billy, I'm sure. 36 inches. Okay. Three feet. Anyway, when you're dealing with, with clay, dirt, and rock and all that, and he had to dig how many? Four or five of them? Six. Six. Thank you. I should have done my homework before I came here this morning. But it's, it's the prep work that, that provides the ability for expansion to happen. And if we don't do the prep work, we won't get the expansion that God has for us. If we're not willing to live in an honorable way, God says, I can't put anything heavy on that. It can't handle the load. And we've got to do the deep work, the, the digging work. We had these bushes that came with the house out front, and, and Christy looked at it and she said, I don't like those bushes. They're dying. So let's get them out of there. So okay. Well, me and bushes, we don't do real well together, you know. And so <laughs> we had to pull them out with the truck. Isaiah came, hooked up this, I think he borrowed Richie's truck. Always borrowing Richie's truck. Gets the truck, gets this thing, wraps it around, pulls the first bush out. I mean, what you saw above ground was only a piece of it, right? It's what's deep down in the ground that you got to get rid of. So we pulled all the bushes, and it was crazy. We had gaping holes from where the bushes' roots were. But it became an open space for Christy to fill with new soil and and whatever plants she desired. And now, we've got this simple, beautiful, intentionally placed landscape in the front of our yard to welcome our guests. Can I tell you, roots run deep. Sometimes the shame, the guilt, the challenges of our past can be like those bushes. They take up space in our lives that could be filled with much better things. So many times we, we let things stay the way they are because it seems too difficult to deal with or may seem impossible to remove. We've got to ask ourselves, what good things could grow if this was removed? What kind of expansion could happen in my life if I acknowledge that God really does know what he's talking about and I do something about it? What could happen if I honored God and humbled myself in his presence? What possibilities are hidden? Expansion always means mess before the miracle transformation. And here's the reality. To make it better, I have to make it worse. 
And we may be thinking, you know, I've had so much pain, so much sorrow, so much grief and adversity. There's just no hope for me. And Jabez is yelling at you today saying, no, don't believe that lie. Don't let your circumstances dictate the blessings that God has reserved for you. Don't get stuck saying this is just the way it is. These are the bushes that came with the house, and that's all we can have forever. Now, get a truck. Back it up. Wrap something around it and pull those dudes out. you got a gaping hole, but you can fill it. You can fill it with the right stuff. God wants to anoint you to do that. He wants to anoint you to deal with some of the junk in your life. It's time to do the prep work. It's time to live honorably. Some of the barriers in our life may take much more than a truck to remove. It may take time. Some wise counsel. And a slower, more careful removal. Whatever's needed, know that Removing the barriers, that prep work will be worth it in the end. No matter how long it takes or how hard the process is to get there. You're opening up room to flourish. This kind of prep work is it's always fruitful. Remember, in choosing to dig down and examine what soil isn't working, we're going to have to get our hands dirty. It may be challenging, it may be humbling to name our mistakes, our past, and our broken pieces, but there is such power in exposing what is buried in the dark depths of our souls and bringing it into the light. God can redeem and refresh your soul. He can expand your boundaries. He says in 1 John chapter 1, verse 7, if we are living in the light as God is in the light, then we have fellowship with each other and the blood of Jesus, his son, cleanses us from all sin. Bring it into the light. Expose it. Dig down deep. Bring it out and get the roots out. Look at your neighbor and say, get the roots out. Come on, get the roots out. Mm. It's time to get the roots out. Follow the instructions. Do what God asks you to do. Humble yourself before God. Resist the devil. He'll flee from you. Draw near to God. Let him draw near to you. I have, you know, Isaiah pretty much put all of my tools under the bus a few weeks ago. And I'll admit, I, I have some pretty wimpy tools. One of his favorites is, is uh, my blower. And the reason I bought it was because of an infomercial. <laughs> Be careful of those infomercials, I'm telling you. They make it look so good, so powerful. Oh, it'll take a little. You get it home, it's like... And the battery's always dying when you need it to go, you know, right? And so, but, but I have this, this uh, and, and the reason I, I bought the, <laughs> let, let me just clarify this. 
the reason I bought non-gas tools, okay, is so that I don't disturb my neighbors when I'm doing things early in the morning. Okay? Fair enough? Right. So I got a battery-powered blower, I got a battery-powered mower, I got a battery-powered weed eater, and, and uh, a lot of times it works okay. But my battery-powered weed eater, you know, to buy the line already wrapped in the spools is pretty expensive. And so I decided, hey, I can buy the line and wrap it myself. Any, anybody do that yourself? You, oh, yes. I got some friends here today. Well, just a couple weeks ago, I had a little issue with one, my line. It just wasn't cutting any grass. And I had wrapped it myself, feeling pretty proud of myself. I'd done the deal, you know, put it on. It, it went, and, and yet it wasn't cutting anything. So I kept pulling it off and looking at it and, push it back in there and tighten it up and, and nothing. It just got to go. What is that? Well, then I pulled the little spool off and I noticed the arrow. It goes in one direction. And I had wrapped it in the other direction. Like, Seriously? So I had to unwrap that one and wrap a new one. And, and I thought to myself as I'm spending way more time than I needed to, if I had just followed the instructions. Now, I know none of you have ever been there. But if I just followed the instructions and done what I, I saw needed to happen, it's very obvious the error goes in one direction. And so you wrap it in that direction. And there are so many instructions God gives us, and we just do it the opposite way, thinking we're going to win somehow. And James says, if you'll just humble yourself before God, get near him, he'll lift you up. He'll take you to the level you need to be. But it's that prep work of humility that brings you to a place of honor. I heard about a little kid who was a ring bearer. heard this story a couple of times and, and somebody who told it said they were actually at two different weddings that this actually happened. A little ring bearer would walk down the aisle, take a few steps and then turn to the crowd and go, rah! <laughs> walk a few steps, turn to the crowd and go, rah! Well, they come to find out he thought he was the ring bearer. <laughs> Isn't it true, though, your understanding creates your reality? 
And some of us do things because that's just what we understand. And, and God says, if, if you'll get a new understanding about all of this, it will change your reality. It will change your ability to expand. Jabez got it. Humility and the fear of the Lord leads to riches, honor, and long life. You probably heard about uh, Larry Walters several years ago. Larry was a 33-year-old man who decided he wanted to see his neighborhood from a new perspective. And so he went down to the local Army surplus store one morning, bought 45 used weather balloons. That afternoon, he strapped himself into a lawn chair to which several of his friends tied the helium-filled balloons, took along a six-pack of beer, peanut butter and jelly sandwich, BB gun, figuring he could shoot the balloons one at a time when he was ready to land. Well, Larry who assumed the balloons would lift him about 100 feet in the air, was caught off guard when the chair soared more than 11,000 feet into the sky. Smack dab into the middle of the air traffic pattern at LAX. He was too frightened to shoot any of the balloons and he stayed airborne for more than two hours, forcing the airport to shut down its runways for much of the afternoon, caused long delays in flights from across the country. Well, soon after he was safely grounded and cited by the police, reporters asked him three questions. Were you scared? Yes. Would you do it again? No. Why did you do it? And this, this is my favorite right here. He said, because you can't just sit there. And I wonder how many of us are just sitting there. God says, I have all of this available. We're just sitting there. Afraid to do anything. Afraid to humble ourselves before God. Thinking he'll just require too much of us. And yet, what he requires is for our benefit. It's for our blessing. We just humble ourselves before him. He will lift us up in honor. Bow your heads with me, please. And as the band comes, some of us have been sitting here way too long. It's time for expansion. It's time for some prep work. God wants to help you become the honorable person he's designed you to be. It's time to believe that what he says is true and available. And all we have to do is humble ourselves before God. So, well, Pastor, how do I do that? It's more than just words. Because you can honor him with your lips, but your heart can be far from him. The Bible also says that if we'll 
confess with our mouth Jesus Christ is Lord and believe in our heart that God raised him from the dead will be saved. So it's mouth and heart. It's saying the right thing, but it's also believing in your heart. That's where transformation takes place. God wants you to know him. James says, if you just humble yourself before him, he'll lift you up. He'll set you on a right path. He'll bring you into a place of honor. Resist the devil, flee from him, draw near to God, he'll draw near to you. Some of us have this, this voice in our head that just keeps saying, nah, don't, don't, don't give in, don't give up, don't just stop it, stop, don't listen to that guy. You're doing okay by yourself. And that's the guy you need to resist. If you resist him, he'll flee from you. The guy you need to get near is the God of the universe. The one who loves you. The one who gave his only begotten son to die for you. That you might have eternal life. And the one who wants the best for you. And offers this amazing gift. So that you can move to the level that Jabez moved to become more honorable. So Father, right now in the name of Jesus, I just ask you to touch these. Watching online, here in this room, those who can hear my voice in this building, draw them by your Holy Spirit to a place, a place near you, Lord, so we can be more honorable, so that we can move into the expansion that you have for us. And Lord, I just pray that you would give us the desire, the want to, and the courage to step out and humble ourselves in your presence. Thank you, Lord. Thank you, Lord. I'd like us all to stand together and I'm, I'm gonna, we're gonna sing together. The song we ended worship with, Oh, Come to the Altar. And I just feel like that's the response we need to have today. We need to come. We need to come and humble ourselves in his presence. Because humility is the prep work for honor. And I don't know where you're at today, but I do know this. If you'll humble yourself before God, in his time, he will lift you up. 
in his time, he will bring the expansion you've been so desiring to have. In his time, in his way, in his plan, in his purpose, things will begin to change. Hallelujah.